0: This is Attention Humans, the podcast of the University of Colorado Consortium for Climate Change and Health.
1: Each episode, we explore the human dimensions of climate change with some of the leading experts
0: at the University of Colorado and beyond. I'm Jake Fox. I'm Cameron Nicewander. We're your hosts for the show. It is our goal to help you, our listeners, learn about the health consequences of global warming
1: and ask you to get involved in personal and political efforts to slow climate change.
0: As always, please check out our webpage, cuconsortium.org slash podcast, for episode summaries, show notes, and our comment box. Without further ado, on to the show. And this long line of cars is
1: all because of
0: you. So hello everyone and welcome to Attention Humans. Today we have the privilege of sitting down with Dr. Rick Johnson. Dr. Johnson is a kidney doctor, a professor at the CU School of Medicine, a researcher with over 400 publications, an author, and a card-carrying member of the University of Colorado Consortium on Climate Change and Health. So my first question, Dr. Johnson, did we miss anything important in your biography? Oh, nothing at all. <laughs> all sounds good. It was abridged, to be sure. Yes,
2: I'm happy to be here. Thank you for, the, uh, for coming to interview me.
1: Yeah, we're, we're excited to have you here. So uh, we wanted to kick things off. What do you do for a living?
2: Well, I'm working right here, right in front of you. I am a professor of medicine, as you pointed out, and I work in the field of kidney disease. And I do a lot of research, I do some clinical work, I do some teaching, uh, so that's what I do, here I am. In your opinion, how much trouble are we in? Well, we are at risk of getting into more trouble. We're in, a, we're in some significant trouble already. But um, I, I think that although we're uh, in trouble, that we can, it, we're still in a situation where we can end up with a good ending.
0: When did you first become concerned about climate change?
2: Oh, probably 10, 15 years ago. It's been a gradual realization and and worry. When I started learning about climate change, it was always, you know, know, things that are being predicted for the future. And uh, it was always something about, you know, this is coming around the corner. We have to prepare for it. And so I wasn't really thinking of climate change as having an impact on medical disease today. And then I learned about this epidemic of kidney disease that was going on in Central America. And I talked to various uh, people who had uh, been taking care of patients from there. And uh, it, it seemed like these were people that were working outside in extremely hot environments, and I began to wonder if, if, uh, if heat stress and
0: dehydration could, could be a mechanism for causing chronic kidney disease. Before we go on, we thought it'd be helpful to have Dr. Johnson define what the kidney actually does. So take a listen.
2: The kidney regulates the fluids in the body, and it makes
0: sure that the fluids are the normal amount and the normal composition. Hey folks, jumping back in here. So in this upcoming segment and for much of the rest of the episode, Dr. Johnson uses a few terms that I just want to clarify. First and foremost, acute and chronic. Uh, Those are words we use a lot in medicine. Acute means something that happens suddenly in a short time frame. So with this definition in mind, the term acute kidney injury or AKI becomes somewhat intuitive. It's kidney damage due to a stressor that comes and goes in a short period of time. Common things in emergency departments might be extreme dehydration or toxins. But in the ensuing conversation, Dr. Johnson's going to talk a lot about stresses experienced by these sugarcane cutters in Central America. So just to give you context for how extreme these conditions are sometimes, these guys are you know, in their 20s and 30s. They're cutting six to eight tons of sugarcane a day, six days a week for months out of the year often in temperatures that are in the triple digits with high humidity. So when this is happening, you're getting extreme muscle breakdown, they're getting dehydrated, and this can damage their kidneys. And there's a theory that this cumulative effect could cause chronic kidney disease. And this chronic kidney disease is distinct from what we typically think about with chronic kidney disease, which is a slow, insidious decline in your kidney function. Typically occurs in older people, secondary to diabetes or high blood pressure, but it's different in these workers down in Central America. More from Dr. Johnson on this.
2: But here was an epidemic of kidney disease that began to, it it sounded like it was killing thousands of people and they were young. So I became interested in that around probably 2010. And as I learned more about it, I began to wonder if there was a, a chronic kidney disease that could be induced by heat stress.
0: You had written a paper recently calling it, you know, punctuated equilibrium. Yeah, yeah.
2: exactly. Okay. So what I'm thinking is, could it be that there's low-grade intermittent injuries that are occurring? I think that's what's going on.
0: We next asked Dr. Johnson to give us a little background as to how he arrived at his theory, and he told us this story. So have a listen.
2: So this is the story.
0: So it's been
2: known for a long time that these sugarcane workers are... In, under incredible heat. They get dehydrated. There have been people writing about the dehydration that occurs in the sugarcane fields. So this part's known. But the climate change story relates, uh, you know, sort of uh, a new twist to this. And uh, we were doing studies with Ramon Garcia, who's based in El Salvador, and also a little bit with Jason Glacier and some others. And we were getting urine sent to us uh, from sugarcane workers before they would go into the field and at the end of the day when they would come out. And Carlos was was running these studies. And so Carlos would uh, look at these urines, and of course they would show signs of dehydration. You know, the urine would be concentrated and so forth. But he found crystals in the urine. that in
1: fact, some of these people complain of sand in the urine. And so... Uh, so these crystals are... Formed in the kidney and then passed through on the way out and may cause damage. Yeah, what did. happens
2: is uh, we found that one in six people coming off the sugar cane fields had urete crystals. One in six. And then uh, one day, instead of getting our usual 20 samples, we got eight samples. And all eight had crystals. Mm-hmm. So it was 100%. Wow. And it was much higher. And so we said, what's unique about this day? It was the hottest day the day before was the hottest day of the year in that region of, the, of, of, of that country. And I go, oh, my God, it relates to the heat. And so then I contacted the climatologists up in Boulder, and I called up to the department. I said, I want to speak to a climatologist. I want to... And then they started telling me, ah, you know, Rick, it's not that one degree temperature change. It's the heat waves. And then suddenly, when we start looking at maps of heat waves of India, it was just like exactly where the epidemics were occurring. And uh, uh, that's why I think it's heat heat, or climate change. It's because of these extreme events and
0: that that little story. One reason we're doing this podcast, and I think one objective of the CU Consortium, is to put a human face on climate change. Yes. So can you tell us what does this disease look like in these workers' What do they experience when they, over time, develop this chronic kidney disease? Well,
2: it's, uh, it's a very sad story because uh, these are young people. So, uh, you know, initially they uh, don't really know they have kidney disease. And then over time they'll, they'll get classic symptoms of chronic kidney disease, nausea, vomiting, Itching, inability to keep food down, um, trouble breathing, chest pain, um, that kind of thing, anemic. So, and unfortunately, there's not that much dialysis available. It's often communities where there aren't any
0: nephrologists. Can you explain what dialysis is for people who might not know? Yeah.
2: So dialysis is a technique for cleaning the blood when you uh,
0: have kidney failure. Hey everyone, I just wanted to say a few more things about dialysis. So if you can put on dialysis for chronic kidney disease, you're typically reliant on this for the rest of your life unless you get a kidney transplant. Also, dialysis tends to be pretty expensive and may not be available in countries that don't have the health infrastructure of the United States. All right, back to Dr. Johnson.
2: We find ways to dialyze people here in the US, but if you're, um, if you're out in a little country where there's no resources and you don't have the money, you don't have the insurance, you get kidney failure, it's a
1: death sentence. So it sounds like, it sounds like these, these workers and these people who are exposed to repeat heat events are getting enough hits to their kidney, they're getting sick enough, they're getting dry enough, that over time these small hits are building up into big things. I think so. In terms of climate change, how do we see that changing the face of kidney disease? Yes. So I
2: think you're on to something. So here's the tra- the trap. The trap is the mean temperature is only going up, has only gone up one degree in a hundred you know in fifty to hundred years, one degree centigrade. Mm-hmm. And on surface, that does not seem like it would make a difference to cause thousands of of new cases of kidney disease. And so the the puzzle is, Are we just not thinking this through correctly? And what the big insight I got from working with the climatologists is that the mean temperature is not the key. The key is the extreme heat events. They call them extreme heat events, heat waves. And and there are now climatologists saying that 75% of heat events, of extreme heat events today, are from climate change. So the problem is this: uh, is, is these extreme heat events and the fact that we're not ready for them. Um, and, and that is what worries me.
0: So Dr. Johnson, you've, you've talked a lot about these chronic kidney diseases associated with extreme heat events in workers in Central America. Are we seeing any of this in the United States?
2: Yes. So uh, there have been two really uh, recent papers where one was done in Florida with uh, with people working in agricultural communities, mainly sugarcane in Florida, where they found a remarkable uh, number of them to have uh, kidney damage uh, in in the process of working out in one in a in a single day. so th- this would be acute kidney injury. but um they they found uh, a very significant percentage of the workforce that was uh, was showing evidence of acute injury. And the same thing was reported in the Central Valley. And we know that acute kidney injuries are not a good thing and that they may over time lead to chronic kidney disease. So there is this very significant concern that there could be um, a rise a rise in chronic kidney disease.
1: It sounds like this is a disease that's Already affecting a lot of people that are in the agricultural industry and in industries that that are exposed to these environmental risk factors. And with climate change, that's only going to get worse. That's right.
0: Hey, everyone. Jake here. So Cam, Dr. Johnson, and I had a fascinating discussion of some of the competing hypotheses that attempt to explain why this epidemic of chronic kidney disease has arisen in Central America. One of those theories is that there could be heavy metals or agricultural toxins that are causing kidney disease in exposed workers. Dr. Johnson acknowledges the possibility, but ultimately left us with this:
2: It really looks like heat stress is a, plays a major role, but it doesn't mean that there can't be toxins as well. And you, you know, so. But the fact that this disease is being seen in Central America, in India, Sri Lanka, Thailand, Mexico, and now in the U.S. If it's a toxin, it's got to be a it's either got to be different toxins in the various places or if it's one toxin we better figure out what it is because it's affecting so many communities but the one thing we know is that heat stress
0: is really there a lot of the more recent climate projections are predicting more of these heat waves yes it's going to get hotter and more frequent yes and you mentioned earlier that perhaps there's some things we can do to make the future less dire yes <laughs> what do you, What's what's our recourse? Oh, I think there's
2: many many recourses, and there's there's simple ones and more complicated ones, and uh, and and then there's if all fails, right. yeah. So, this is my thinking. Okay. So basically, the first uh, one is you know the classic, medicine, public health, you know, uh, prevention, adequate treatment, etc. But of course. That does not, uh, that gets us used to how, how to how to manage it. But what we really want to do is to change, is to, is to find ways to slow climate change. That is going to be really important. And I am an optimist. I, I think that, that uh, we should not look at this and go, oh my gosh, we're all going to die. Uh, I think we should look at this like, this is a puzzle and we're going to solve it. And I think we can.
1: For our listeners out there, what what's the one most important thing that you feel like they can do to to make a difference in the scope of climate change?
2: Well, um,
1: uh,
2: I think a creative creativity is very important here. If if you're just starting out your career, um, if you're in medicine, try to work on medical solutions. But it's incumbent on us as Uh, for everyone to be aware of of climate change, to try to do measures to reduce CO2 emissions. I think we should all uh, view it as a real problem and we do our best to solve it. And uh, I'm actually pretty enthusiastic that people are going to find solutions.
0: Dr. Johnson, thank you so much for your time. For our listeners, that is it for this episode of Attention Humans. Please check out the website for our show notes. Otherwise, we hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for listening.
1: You've been listening to Attention Humans, the podcast of the University of Colorado Consortium for Climate Change and Health.
0: We unpack the human health dimensions of climate change and emphasize the urgent need for all of us to get involved. We want to thank Dr. Rosemary Rochford and Dr. C.C. Sorensen for
1: their mentorship on this project.
0: Ellen McFarlane and Matt Cook for technical support. Cake for the jam and theme music. Our awesome guests for sharing their expertise. And you, our listeners, for paying attention. See you next time.